This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Aguten Erev Shabbos, hope everyone is well. We'd like to wish a Mazel Tov to Mr. and Mrs. Aaron Capellos on the, on the Bar Mitzvah of their grandson, the Shabbos, Medici Machnachas, from this grandson, from all of their grandchildren and their children. We'd also like to wish a Mazel Tov to Rabbi and Mrs. Yaakov Stahler on the Bar Mitzvah of their son, the Shabbos. May they continue to see Machnachas from this son and from all of their children. We had a very difficult week this week. Not just the Queen's community, but the entire Jewish community had a very difficult week this week. This was a very hard, very emotional, very sad week for the Jewish people. And this is even before the terrorist attack that happened yesterday in Eretz Yisrael. And I'm referring to two great people that we lost this week. Two great gedolim, two great tzaddikim, two great pillars, two great leaders, two great mashpiim. Two great individuals who literally changed orthodoxy, changed the chinach habonim v'habonis in our world. I'm referring to the, the passing, the ptira of both Rabbi Moshe Numen Zatzal, as well as Rabbi Zechariah Wallerstein Zatzal. Two great people, perhaps different, different koichas, but really, really very similar. And for us, the loss is unimaginable. We as a firm community, the Orthodox community, maybe even so the Queen's community, were so affected by both Rabbi Moshe Newman and the greater Klaus of our Rabbi Zechariah Wallerstein are really in mourning at this moment. And many people are still grappling and trying to figure out how to understand, how to explain, where do we go? And it's a difficult time. Chazal tell us, Misa Sadikim Mechaperes, that the passing of a tzaddik gives kapara for the people. And there's two places where the Torah teaches this to us. One is in last week's parasha. In last week's parasha, the Torah talks about Yom HaKippurim, Yom Kippur. And there, right next to that, the Torah talks about the passing of Nodav Aviyu. And Chazal teach us, we see from there, that when Sadiqim or Eitzadik passes, it's a kapara, it's like Yom Kippur for the rest of the world. That's one source. And then there's another Chazal, that tells us about the Paraduma, because the Torah puts together the Paraduma later in Sefer Bamidbar, right next to the passing of Miriam. And again, Chazal teach us that when a tzaddik passes, it's a kapara for the Jewish people. Points Arab Elio Baruch Finkel that there's something different between the kapara of Yom Kippur and the kapara that we find by the Paraduma. And he points out that Yom Kippur, the whole day, the whole makeup of the day is about slicha, forgiveness. That's what it's all about. It's about forgiveness. But he says the paraduma is about tahara. It's about purifying. It's not about forgiveness, it's about purifying. And the Baruch wants to suggest that in the world of tzaddikim, there's also two types of tzaddikim. There's a tzaddik who dies and his death is a complete kapara for the Jewish people. And then there's a tzaddik who dies and his death is a tahara for the Jewish people. Which one is which, says Rebel Yabaruch Finkel, a young, younger person who passes away who's a tzaddik? That's a kapara for the whole people. That's like Yom Kippur. But when an older tzaddik dies, and he was getting up in years, and he was ready, lived a full life, so that's a tahara. I think this week we experienced a kapara and a tahara. 
We lost two great people, one relatively young, and one Baruch Hashem lived a very full life. But still, Nisa Tzadikim, we had two. One was Mechaper, on the Averis of Klai Yisrael, and one was Metaher, Klai Yisrael. So although we're broken as people, we feel so lost, but at the end of the day, we obtained this week's Slicha and Kapara. It was like Yom Kippur and the Paraduma. Because we lost relatively young. Zechai was young, comparative to today's world. And Ramayi Shunumun, who Hashem, lived a full life. But we lost them both. And we obtained Slicha and Kapara. I don't think it was by chance that these two great people died, passed when Nifter on a week like this week. The opening passage in this week's parasha, Kiddoshim Tiyu, Hashem commands, via Moshe Rabbeinu, tell the Jewish people, Kiddoshim Tiyu, holy you should be, Ki Hashem because I, Hashem, am holy. And the Mepharshim have many, many interpretations. Starting with the Midrashim, through the Rishonim, to the contemporary Achrayim. What does it mean to be holy? Define holiness. Hashem gave us a commandment. He said, I want you to be holy because I'm holy. What does that mean to be holy? How does a human being on this world fulfill holiness? Secondly, what does it mean to be holy? Because Hashem is holy. Can we somehow reach a level of holiness comparative to Hashem? And thirdly, Rashi tells us, quoting from the Medrash, that this commandment of Kedoshim Tiyu was said at Hakil, when all the Jewish people were gathered, men, women, children, together, in a mass gathering. And there Hashem demands of all of us, Kedoshim Tiyu. How could Hashem demand from every regular folk person to be Kedoshim Tiyu? I understand you want to say Kedoshim Tiyu for the Rosh Hashivas and for the Big Rabbonin and for the Kedoshim Good. They should be Kedoshim Tiyu. What about the regular folk, me and you? Hashem demanded of the men, women, and children to all be holy. How? How can we possibly obtain a level of holiness that's kikadish ani, because I am holy? How are we supposed to obtain that? And there are many interpretations in Kedoshim to you. But what struck a chord with me was Reb Shimon Shkop's understanding. The great Reb Shimon Shkop, the great Grodner Rosh Yeshiva, writes in his introduction to Shari Yosher, he says a different understanding of Kedoshim Tiyu. He says Kedoshim Tiyu means not living for yourself. Holiness is described as living to help others. Not putting yourself first, not being selfish, but being selfless. Right, Reb Shem that's what it means Kedoshim Tiyu. That's what Hashem demands of us, all of us, men, women, and children, is to be holy. Just like Hashem, he doesn't think about himself. Hashem doesn't do anything for himself. Hashem didn't create this world for himself, he gave to give. Hashem is the greatest metav, he only wants to give and continues to give. Right, Reb Shimon Shkab, that's what it means, Kedoshim to you. I want you, Hashem says, I want all of you to give to others. Live for others. Be there for others, do for others. Put yourself second and others first. That's Kedoshim to you. And I believe that's a level that we could obtain. Everyone could obtain that level. Men, women, children, regular people, kedoylim, in between people. We all could give up and give and be there for someone else. If I had to sum up the life of both of these great giants that we lost this week, both of Moshe Newman 
Rabbi Zechariah Wallstein were two people who never put themselves first. They always said, what can I do to help someone else? How can I improve someone's life? How can I help and change someone else? My wife sent me a clip from a speech that Zechariah Wallstein gave years ago. And he was discussing Oylem Hazeh versus Oylem Haba. And he told a very cute story how a fellow said to him, you know, I'm jealous of your Oylem Haba. You do so much great work in this world, I'm jealous of what your Oylem Haba is going to be. And Rabbi Wallstein told him, it's not my Oylem Haba you should be jealous of. You should be jealous of my Oylem Hazeh. Because I have the opportunity to help someone. I can help someone, I can be there for someone, I can do for someone. He lived it. He put Kla Yisrael first. He put himself first. And he put his family first. Put his clients well first. What can he do to help a child, a boy, a girl, someone struggling, someone going through difficulty? That's what he put first. That's Kedosh and Tiyu. That's what the Torah demands of us in this week's parasha. And that's what he taught his Talmidim. Talmidim, he taught the world. That when you have an opportunity to help someone, make that effort to help someone. Moshe Newman took small, beginning elementary school. And now Barkanai Nahar, it's a school of 800 children. My children are third generation. My wife's aunt went to Beis Yaakov. My wife went to Beis Yaakov. And now my daughters are in Beis Yaakov of Queens. And the chinuch that he instilled in that institution still screams from the halls today. And he's gone from the yeshiva for, for some years already. But he instilled into the children, into the walls, into the fibers of that school. How to be mechanech girls for the future generation. How to raise B'noi Yisrael in today's world. And he didn't do it by making it all about him. He did it by doing for others. The amount of chesed he did behind the scenes. How he helped everyone. He helped Yisoyimim and Almonis. And he helped people that were struggling. He was a person who lived not for himself. He lived for someone else. He lived for Claudius, or he lived for his students. He lived for those who needed him. A principal can memorize every girl's first name and talk to them as an individual and give them, make them feel like they're the most important thing in the world. That's, not, that's selfless, not selfish. These are the people that we lost this week. These are the people that embodied Kedoshim to you. They woke up every morning and they asked, what can I do to help? What can I do to change Christ? Or what can I do to live an imprint on this world? And that's what Rabbi Chaim Velazhina told his children. You have to ask yourself, what am I doing to improve this world? What did I add? What did I put into this world to make this world a better place? How did I help another Jew? How did I improve someone's life? That's the epitome of Kedoshim to you. When you don't live for yourself, you live for others. You live to give. You live to be there. You live to be able to give over, to inspire. How many people were inspired on a daily basis for Zechariah Wallstein's speeches? How many people were moved? How many people grew in learning? How many people grew in Yiddish? How many people were saved? Spiritually, maybe even physically, from his involvement in the Klal work. I had, we all had the privilege of watching both Leviathans via Zoom. We got to hear the Hespedim. And if you didn't hear them, I suggest you go back and listen to them. It gives an unbelievable insight into these people's lives. How they lived their life. How they conducted themselves. 
that they really never thought about themselves. It was never about the me. It was not about the ich. It was always about what can I do to help? What can I do to help my students? What can I do to help Klai Yisrael? What can I do to make a difference? It was real Mesiris Nefesh. Mesiris Nefesh to give back to Klai Yisrael. I had the privilege of being at both Beis Avelim. To go listen and to see the different walks of life that came to me in Menachemovo. How many people were touched by both of these individuals? In all different communities, all different colors, shapes, colors, you name it. So many different people were inspired on different levels. But Klai Yisrael gained and Klai Yisrael grew from these two giants. And they were giants. They were men who changed the structure of Klai Yisrael. What Ramosha Newman did here in the Queen's community for our Beis Yaakov is an ongoing legacy. What he instilled in the school, in the teachers, in the girls, in the future mothers, and today some of them are grandmothers of Klal Yisrael. It's something we can never even say thank you to him for. He gave us a tradition, a Messiah how to raise children, how to be a mora, how to educate girls, how to raise a future generation of mothers in Klal Yisrael. That's something amazing. But I must tell you, this week taught me a valuable lesson from both of these great men. It taught me that we can do much more than we think. We often say to ourselves, what can I do? What little change can I make? And the answer is, you don't realize how much you can accomplish if you're willing, if you have your heart in that mindset. If you're willing to say to yourself, my mind and my heart is, I want to help Klai Yisrael. I want to make a difference in someone's life. I want to help someone feel better. There are so many opportunities to do so. But you have to be thinking in those terms. You have to be thinking about how I can help Klai Yisrael. If you're thinking about yourself only, then it's going to be much more difficult. These two people taught us that we don't think about ourselves. Of course, we have to take care of ourselves and our families. We have to make sure we have parnasa and we have everyone's healthy, but that, that we can do. But the harder thing is to think about others. I got a phone call from a Talmud of mine this morning. He asked me if I can help him out with a certain issue with a shidduch. He wanted me to call someone. I said to him, you know, today, I don't know if I'll get to it today, but I'll be more than happy to do it. You know, Sunday, Monday. Today's very busy. It's Friday, getting ready for Shabbos, the kids are home, there's a lot going on. Then the more and more I thought about it, I said to myself, what would Zechariah Wallstein and Ramesh Newman do? Would they wait till Monday? Or would they make that phone call now and try to help someone? I said to myself, I think I know the answer to that question. They wouldn't wait till Monday. They would do it now. They'd figure out a way, they'd find the time. They know someone needs them, someone is looking for help. They would make it work. And I pushed myself and I Baruch Hashem and made it work. I was able to make a phone call, try to help someone. I think we need to learn from their lives. How they embodied Kedoshim to you. They lived it every day of their life. They looked at this world as a Hechetimtza, as a possibility to help others. To improve someone else's life. And it's sometimes not as complicated as you think. Sometimes just a smile. A good morning. How are you? How's it going? Just to show that I'm thinking of you. I'm acknowledging you. We always think that you have to do an amazing thing to change the world. It's not always as big as you think. 
These two G'dayim taught us with their lives that we have to think about Klai Yisrael. And that's what this parsha is all about. G'dayim too. It says Reb Shem It's not about yourself. It's about being like Hashem. What is Hashem? Hashem doesn't live for himself. Hashem doesn't do anything for himself. He doesn't need it. He does it for us. We too need to live a life where we're doing for others. We're providing for others. We're thinking of others. We're doing for others. So this week was a difficult week for Klai Yisrael. We lost two giants. How do we fill the void? How do we fill the gap? The answer is we need to step up to the plate. We need to take some of the achraya, some of the responsibility that these two giants carried to help Klai Yisrael. We too need to step up to the plate and take a little bit of the achrayas, the responsibility to help Klai Yisrael. But I must tell you, I find a bit nechama in this whole tragedy. Because Baruch Hashem, although we're saddened by the loss of Reb Zechariah, who has so much to give to the world, but we still have so much from him. We have his shu'urim on recordings, we have videos, we have tapes, we have his legacy, and his legacy will live on. As he himself said in one of his shu'urim, he can't do any chesed now in the, in the next world. But his advice, his messages, his lessons live forever. With the world of technology, we can listen, we can hear, and we can be inspired even though he's not physically with us. And we can remind ourselves of what he lived for. And we should want to be like him. And Baruch Hashem, Ramayashin Newman left his imprint in the yeshiva, in the Beis Yaakov of Queens. He taught, he gave over a Messiah to the teachers and they are continuing it today. Ask any Beis Yaakov of Queens girl, what's the first thing you remember about Friday dismissal in Beis Yaakov is remember to call your grandparents. That was one of Ramesh Newman's chidushim to remind every student to call their grandparents. And Baruch Hashem, he left the Messiah, he left us with advice, with a hadracha, with an haga. Gave it over to his son, Nasser Newman, who's educating B'nai Yisrael and Farakaway, Yisrael Teres Miriam, a wonderful school, continuing that Messiah that he saw from his father. So Baruch Hashem, Klai Yisrael is not lost. We're saddened, we're missing. We're not lost. Because these great people left us with a Messiah. They left us with information. They left us with a path. They left us with a derech. They left us with, they left, they left us with guidance for the future. So as we mourn, and we do mourn, the loss of these two great people, we find chizik in the fact that they gave us the important lessons that we need to learn. Now it's our job. Now it's our responsibility to become Kedoshim to you. To live like them. Follow them. Transmit the Messiah that they gave us. We should all pick up the slack if it's even possible. To fill the void in the world right now from two great people who live not for themselves. We should pick up the pieces. Pick up the emptiness. Be mechazek ourselves with the idea of Kedoshim to you. It will be a great schus for their nishamas. But it'll be a great schus for us. And Amir Hashem, in the schus that we are stepping up to the plate to fill in the void, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should send us brachas v'yeshuas. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should send us shmuas toivas, good news. All the good in this world, but the ultimate good, the arrival of Mashiach, have a wonderful Shabbos.